This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. We are happy to welcome Shakar Oren. She's the Chief Storyteller. Wouldn't you like to have that as your title? I love that title. <laughs> Chief Storyteller at PlayBuzz. Hello, Shakar. Hi, so nice to be here. It's really nice to have you. So we have tons of questions for you because apparently you do things with native advertising and with storytelling and you do it at PlayBuzz and all of those neat <laughs> explanation. Let's start with PlayBuzz. What's PlayBuzz? All right, so PlayBuzz is an interactive storytelling platform. Now, that means basically that we work with uh, publishers and advertisers to give them tools to create content that better matches the way that people consume content today. Because I'm sure you guys know, you know, you're in marketing, most of the content that is produced online is still very much like the content that I was producing when I was a print journalist, um, you know, a few years ago. It's not very engaging. There's not a lot of opportunities to interact with the content. And this is exactly what we're trying to change. So what kind of tools are they? That sounds like making a boring person interesting. That sounds like a huge task. Yeah. <laughs> it sure is. Um, <laughs> so we are trying to see where we can add interactivity into uh, traditional forms of content. So it can be asking questions and letting people answer them and make choices as they consume the content or uh, even do something as simple as taking an image and allowing the user to flip it to the other side. So it kind of creates a little bit of drama or surprise in the content um, and adding um, text messages into the way that you can tell your story. So a lot of different forms that make the experience very different than just what I love to call zombie scrolling through text, which, you know, is what we usually do. So are you doing this for clients and for them to publish on their own platforms or to create native content on other published uh, platforms or how does that work? So our clients come to our platform to create the content, but then they embed it on their own entities. So mm -hmm. we work with over 16,000 publishers, uh, some of the biggest publishers in the U.S., like HuffPost, ESPN, ABC, um, Sky News in the UK, we're a global company, um, and they use our platform, uh, create the content, and then embed it on their sites. Uh, when we work with advertisers, and you know, we've worked. Wait, wait. With so the you actually of, work with yeah. journalists? So it's like it's not advertising; yeah. it's real journalism content. Yeah, real content. It's both. Okay, it's and both. it's even better. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, let's let's define the term. Keith was right. Not everybody knows what this means, including me. It originally was. <laughs> so so like, what's native advertising? What's content? What's straight advertising? Let's and you apparently you do all of it, right? So we work both on editorial content and native advertising. So with, when we work with journalists and with publishers, they use our tools to make their editorial content, again, more engaging and better fit for people's expectations as they're consuming content mostly on mobile devices. And then when we work with advertisers, it's um, to enrich their uh, native advertising campaigns to make the content more engaging. And I think, you know, when you think of the context of a campaign, it's even more important to keep users engaged. Um, you're so first you have to define to get def that content in front of them. Yeah, yeah, before you do that, define exactly what you mean by native advertising and talk about some of the issues involved with that. Sure. So, um, I think today, you know, uh, um, every advertiser, are they're trying to tell stories to their audience. And uh, I think every advertiser, every marketer will tell you that every single 
thing that they produce is a story. But when you look at a banner ad, that doesn't really tell a story as much as when you're producing what we call, you know, branded content, native advertising, a full-on um, article that speaks the messages of your brand or of your campaign, but is not talking about your product, but more of giving some sort of value to the consumer, something that they would be interested in while, you know, they're less interested to read about your product. But if you're giving them value, and this is something that we talk a lot about, um, it's a whole other story. And more and more brands are leaning towards that as their, um, you know, a, a big part of their, uh, their advertising these days. Uh, and this is what we do. Our, our tools are a part of these um, native articles uh, that these advertisers produce. So every every study you look at, every there's so many articles out there that talk about the the attention span of consumers today and the scroll rates and how quick and and yeah, basically people have the attention span of about a goldfish right now. <laughs> so um, so your That's job is to true. get people to not scroll past things and actually dive down into this content and spend time with with this sponsored content. So what what are some of the tools that you do to make that happen? Yeah, I want to know that too. <laughs> It'd be so, good for the show, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How can we make this more interactive yeah. and interesting? Tell a better exactly. story. <laughs> so this is exactly what we do, and this is exactly why Playbuzz came to be, because as you said, you know, the average time that people spend on digital content today is eight seconds. Yeah, that's goldfish going, time. <laughs> that's, I think that seems long, eight seconds. Would last longer. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, going back to uh, when I was a journalist and writing 3,000-word articles, if I knew that people were spending an average of eight seconds on them, that's pretty disappointing, right? It's not <laughs> what you hope for. Um, so this is what we're trying to change. And, you know, I just uh, last week was at uh, Content Marketing World, a conference in, in Cleveland, and I gave a session and the topic was uh, storytelling in the age of bad news. And the reason that we call it bad news is, you know, A, because uh, the content that we're producing is – um, surrounded by, you know, the bad news, political content. This is the context of what our users are consuming. Uh, you mean the stress uh, you know, of bad, I see. Not not poorly crafted news, but actually right, right. disappointing, Actual sad news. news. Yeah, like war right. and terror. But but after, after saying that, I said, well, I actually have more bad news because <laughs> people are not consuming your content either. And that's bad news for marketers. Uh, because as I said, you know, eight seconds average dwell time, completion rate, meaning the people that actually see the last word of your article is around 20%. Mm. So not a lot of people get there and a lot of people don't even scroll once. And, you know, a question that I always ask when I talk about these things is um, how often do you read an art, uh, do you see the headline of an article and you send it to your friends and you have a whole like very heated discussion about it? And all you read was the headline. <laughs> and everyone said, I yes. never do that. Do you do that? <laughs> you do that all the oh time. And that takes me to, you know, the third uh, bad news that I have is that the fact that we're not consuming content fully and that we're having discussions about content where we just read the headline is also contributing to the spread of misinformation and fake news and all these lovely things mm -hmm. uh, that we all want to avoid. Um, but if we're not really consuming content, it means that we don't really have a way to judge. Is it true? Is this not really something I should trust? 
Uh, so it's becoming a bigger problem for society in general, not just for advertisers trying to get their content across. I think that brings up another question is that, you know, you're, you're talking about all these things in the context of sponsored content, you know, in the age of distrust. And uh, I was just looking at the, the Edelman trust barometer on media and, and it's awful. Media is uh, one of the most distrusted um, industries or sectors there is. And you're creating content that is sponsored content. And so how does that work with, with building trust and, and having people yeah, not just become interested in it? It advocacy as a goal rather yeah. than information as a goal. Exactly. Um, I think sponsored content is actually, you know, it's, it's very honest. Um, the, one of the most important things about sponsored content is that it's labeled as sponsored content, right? You can't miss that. Um, and that's something that, you know, we always make sure uh, mm-hmm. within our tools is that it's marked as, as such. But then I think today's audiences, um, you know, as skeptical as they are, um, they know that this is a story told to them by an advertiser. So they immediately come with a little bit of innate sus- suspicion. But then if the content is good, if it's engaging and it's pulling them to spend time and, and remain on it, then it's worthwhile and it's not misleading because they know exactly where it came from. Uh, and uh, today's audiences are looking at, you know, where their content is coming from and who's telling them the story. No, I um, agree. You can make just, the yeah. case that if it's sponsored and you say where you're coming from, that's actually more mm-hmm. honest than the inference that the reporter is completely neutral and has no biases in reporting. Exactly. So exactly. I, I have heard people say that they actually prefer to know where we're starting from, what your motivation is, and then they'll take it at face value, what you're saying with that right, as background. Exactly. Well, Shakar Oren, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. It was really wonderful. And I understand you were in a class. Which class were you in? I was a guest lecturer in the Intro to Marketing class at Wharton like a month ago or so. It was great. Oh, that's cool. Cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the summer class. Ah, Well, it was great to have you on campus. It's great to have you on the air. And I hope you'll join us again very soon. Me too. Thank you so much. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.